0: Gather round Join us for a spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little Bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire.
1: Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey, And I am Detta. Welcome back, everybody.
0: We have some business to take care of before we we head out to the fire. We do. Oh, tell me all about it. I want to tell everybody that next week, Mortellus is going to be our guest. Oh, yes. She is the author of Do I Have to Wear Black? And I am so excited for this book, and to I'm a really excited for the interview. The interview was yeah. awesome,
1: she, and it, it was so interesting to to speak to.
0: She was so generous with her time.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, we just kept talking and talking and
0: talking. <laughs> and then we found out at the end she hadn't eaten dinner yet. And oh my god, like, go go eat dinner! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was really really fun. And then I also just wanted to give a shout out to our Jewishes
1: because it's oh, Passover yes. right now
0: when you when this is being released. It started last. Friday How do, night.
1: I, do I say happy Passover? I don't what know. is the thing? have, well, a, have a good Passover. Have a I know, Passover. Yeah, I know that it's like a it's like a whole thing. and I have a lot of people uh, who are friends of mine posting pictures of yeah. their like seder meals, and I'm mm-hmm. like,
0: yes. may that horseradish burn off your nostrils. Go, go, go.
1: Go, go, go. Uh, My friend posted a picture that said, in honor of the parting of the Red Sea, and then she just had, like, a plate of a bunch of, like, sashimi, like, different fishes, and I was like, get after it. That's so cool. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So, happy Passover. I, full disclosure, my knowledge of the Passover is, like, basic, basic, and what I learned from the Prince of Egypt, so... (laughs) Um, but also, like, I, I mean, I know the story in in the way that, like, we all sort of peripherally know the stories of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of us do.
0: Yeah. I'm getting into the cabal, which I'm really excited about. And I'll share that at some point. Yeah. In a while when I feel a little bit more knowledgeable. Sure. sure. I have been dying to ask, Corey. What? If it's okay to ask on on the podcast. What's up? How are your pits?
1: Oh, my God. Okay. I actually, this is so funny. So funny. I was just. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) For those of you new to the podcast.
1: If this is is for some reason the first time you're listening to this podcast, um, I don't have a whole lot of uh, modesty or boundaries of any kind. And um, I was talking about a long while ago, I ordered some native deodorant because I was like looking for a deodorant that wasn't Dove, Um, but I have like really sensitive skin and (laughs) it turned out that that one, while it smelled really good, was like making my pits mad. And so, (laughs) so I recently, if you saw our story on Instagram, ordered some stuff from uh, Half Hippie Life, or just Half Hippie is the name of their shop, and uh, I ordered little samples of all their little deodorants. And I got to tell you, I was literally just thinking about this today. I am so impressed and happy and like and they are not paying us for this so (laughs) they are not paying us to do this i like we don't have any advertisers or anything but um i could be a walking advertisement for half hippie they're deodorant it's called pit police which i think is really funny um but i ordered three different kinds and so i'm just kind of like using each one till it runs out they're just little sample guys so far so great like really happy and they smell so nice so exciting i was it's like wearing a beautiful essential oil blend everywhere you go. Oh, wow.
0: I'm really happy. and yeah. I like really want to... I might have to order.
1: You should. It's, it's There's like a three-pack you can get of like all the different kinds they have. So I'm just like working my way through them. I worked
0: a little extra last month, and so I had some extra money. So did I put it in savings no i did not i went on instagram to, to <laughs> the people that we follow and i ordered from like um the wild wild empress collective oh shucks now i'm gonna forget everybody's name but i ordered from a lot of instagram people and i will shoot on a little spree yeah i totally did I t- and i teach voiceover as well i found out that one of my vo students has this soap company And I need to make sure it's okay with her that I shout it out before I do it because although (laughs) I was laughing hard because I wanted to ask, oh my gosh, are you a witch? Because all of the uh, branding on it is grounding, oh. intuitive, all this other stuff, but she is a theater artist, and I just went, mm. <laughs> and
1: there it is, people. Here's, here's is. the thing about it, folks, is that uh, it's the Venn diagram of, of terminology used by witches, and theater mm. artists is almost entirely a circle.
0: Well, let's just say... <laughs> <laughs> what is acting? It's witchcraft. You know, back in the day, they used to bury actors at the crossroads because they thought they were evil. Oh, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's, you can do some wild. wild research on what they used to do to actors because they thought they were evil.
1: That's wild. Speaking of speaking of magic, speaking of which, craved. Uh, I did a little braid spell this morning. You can't see it, but Dad I, I have a little. I have a little braid crown. It twists all the way around my head in one continuous twist. It's beautiful. You should and, take a uh, picture. I mean, this is, now that my hair is long again, God, I missed it. I missed it so much. I'm so glad you're back, hair. Welcome back. Um, Welcome back. But uh, this is, like, my go-to because it takes a hair tie and, like, two bobby pins, and then it's, like, up for all day. And it's perfect, but it also is a two-strand twist, so it's perfect for, like, a little chant as you go around. And it's awesome. And I just, I felt really good about that. I've really been really inspired by Detta's braid spell nice. to just, like... Do a little thing every day. And I've been inspired by your potato spell, which is what I've been calling it now. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, the potato <laughs> spell.
0: It's I love that. so versatile. It is so versatile. Yeah. Because of potatoes
1: yeah. are great. Have you seen those artists who carve the end, like they cut a potato in half and then they carve the ends and then they use them for stamps? Yes, they're gorgeous. That's amazing. Potatoes are cool. Yeah, I love they potatoes. They really are
0: potatoes before we head into our topic which by the way today is the fool and the magician
1: yeah we're gonna start working our way through the major arcana yeah.
0: not one episode after another we're gonna spread no, it no up.
1: they'll be sprinkled yeah, yeah they'll yeah. be sprinkled in. uh
0: don't worry you did not turn into tarot now by Detta and Corey. uh but <laughs> <Ba-ba-ba-ba>. <laughs> but every once in a while i heard evanescence has a new album out really
1: yes. i thought that they broke up because of amy lee they
0: Oh, let let us not, let us, because of Amy Lee. Hmm.
1: Well, that was what I had read.
0: Yeah. Well, um, because she wasn't being allowed to have her voice and they wanted to add a male lead singer because they didn't feel like oh. she was enough. And
1: Well, I'm glad they broke up yeah. then. She deserves better and than that. they're back together.
0: Not all of them. Well, not all of them. Well. There you go. There you go. And I found out about it a couple of days ago, and then I just heard an article about it on NPR, and she... So if you can look that up, you, you should do that if you like Evanescence's music, because this new album is freaking awesome.
1: It's called The
0: Bitter Truth. Thank you.
1: Um, Is it going to give me, like, the same vibes it gave me when I was in high school? As angsty as Yeah. Do we think?
0: I heard one of them this morning all the way through, and I cried the entire way through, but it was a beautiful cry, and it was a cry of, oh, my God, this is what my wife is to me. I feel so freaking lucky. It's uh, I think it's definitely going to be on the... um, on the feeling side. I don't know. I can't predict what feelings you will have with it. But it comes out well, of grief and COVID and all of this.
1: Well, the last time I listened to Evanescence, I think, I was 17 or 18. And I was very angry. Mm. And they were very mm-hmm. angry. And so, like, it was, like, a really good fit. <laughs> and then now, now when I listen to that album, like... Uh, my immortal and, like, bring me to life and all that stuff. Um, I get a little bit like, whoa, Corey, like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, hon. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it was. But, like, also. Well, when
0: you're a teenager, like, yeah, it is. Because your brain is oh, doing God. that different thing of amplifying everything. Everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I, I I, remember I fell into the trap. Uh, the internalized misogyny trap when Mm. I was, like, a freshman, sophomore in college, and I got really judgy about Evanescence. Oh. Um, Oh, why? But... Because I just, like, I was like, this is emo crap, and, like, and, like, it doesn't have any substance, and, like, I just got, like, on the real, like, gross... There's like a we all some of us go through a phase where we get very judgy and like can't let people enjoy things. And now I'm very much like enjoy whatever you want as long as it's not hurting anybody. Um, But I I look forward to listening to this new album and I look forward to reading a little bit more about uh, Amy Lee. She's really interesting.
0: And listening to her talk this morning was really enlightening. And what their cool. label tried to do to them, and they wanted to glom onto her Christianity, and she was like, "No, because that's not what
1: this is." That was a weird yeah. time too, when uh, labels and uh, record companies were were starting to creed really aggressively and like predatorily, yep. like try to mold yep. uh, bands and stuff. Like, creed. and I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy to put uh, Amy Lee on the list of women I apologize to once oh, a week.
0: Oh, I, I don't, I don't know if it's if it's that far or not. I, I you know, I just found out about all their. I was one, just wondering the reason that I dove deep. I was like, why has it been so long? Like, fifteen since years. Had an album. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I heard uh, "Wake Me Up" the other day on the radio, and it made me look for them, and then I found this new album, and then and then serendipitously heard the thing this morning
1: on NPR. I love that. Her voice is a freaking powerhouse. And I remember her. that band got me into like uh, fantasy metal and stuff. I was really into metal for a long time. And I got a lot of shit for that because people were like, you just like this because you like Evan Evans. And I'm like, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I found this because I like Evanescence. Like, get off my job. Well, is
0: a weird, like, I do not like metal at all. And my wife definitely doesn't. <laughs> and we both were listening this morning, again, going, just like whenever we hear their music, going, we shouldn't like this so much. Why do we like this so much? We really like this. So Because
1: so. there's there's different kinds yeah. of metal. And I'm not going to talk about this like I have any kind of knowledge or authority. We could get my friend Tommy on here. He'd have Ooh, some stuff Tommy, to say. let's but go. You know Tom. I think you know I Tom. I think I do king no oh you probably know him. he's lovely um but he knows a lot about metal because he's played in metal bands and um there's like so many different types but there is whole genres of metal that are like literally based on fantasy i love that and they have these big sweeping beautiful vocals mmm That run through them like Evanescence does, and then it has like the screaming or the yelling and like the the really really like gravelly (laughs) stuff. But like when it's in this like sort of big like dragon epic, (laughs) like it's so fun and like there's something about it that just like gets you hyped and it gets you like pumped to do stuff. I used to clean my apartment in college to like really aggressive fantasy metal because it's just like like so fun. It's so fun. I used to wish I could scream because I, uh, there's like a real skill to that, to like screamo music and like metal and stuff. Screamo music. I have never heard that term. They are different. Please don't anybody come for me. I know that screamo and metal are different. (laughs) I know that. Um, but like the screaming, the, there's like a very distinctive metal, like I can't even do it because it's a skill that you have to like, Learn and and do so you don't. You hurt want to yourself. know what's so
0: wild about that? I just passed hmm. on a video that one of my VO groups posted about screaming, and it is how to scream in heavy metal. To te- and and yeah. Somebody said this is the best way to learn how to scream in front of a microphone without damaging your cords, and when you need to scream in a video game or something like that. So, yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: It's it's amazing. It's amazing, and like. My first introduction to it was Lincoln Park because there's a little bit mm. of it in there, um, R.I.P. And then oh. there's like there's some screaming in Evanescence and there's just like there's there's something really cathartic about like letting that music like get into your body, right. you know, and just like fucking like blah, it's like so right. good. And, well, and
0: that's kind of why I wanted to bring up Evanescence today is because I'm gonna do some. I'm shadow- so glad you did.
1: What? I'm so glad you did. This is, like, getting me hyped. Oh, I'm so glad.
0: I'm going to use them to do shadow work today. I'm so freaking excited about it. And I, I, that also brings me to the, you do go dark and deep, but it doesn't have to be, like, damn. Miserable. When you go dark and deep, I'm actually... It doesn't really, have to be miserable. No, you don't. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm actually really excited. I, I've had some epiphanies this last week that have just been rocking my world, and I'm... I'm so excited for what is coming up. So, yeah. And part of that was uh, Evanescence. I'm going to use Evanescence today as I do some of my shadow work. Uh, but oh, yeah. part of that was also prepping for this episode. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that. It was fun. Um. So because we are, we've done a little bit of uh, tarot in episodes before, we've done a history mm-hmm. of tarot, we're going to walk straight past the library today. And out to the fire, I think. We would love to get some professional historians. And one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things is cross-pollination. Like, Mm -hmm. it is so interesting to me to get people on this podcast who maybe aren't witches, yes. but have an expertise in a thing that we do yes. <laughs> or, or the history of like things that we li- look mm-hmm. at or study. So if you know, like a cool historian or an anthropologist or somebody who's like, I know about that thing, but I don't practice that thing. We would love to talk
0: to That'd them. That'd be fun. Yeah. There are a lot of tarot readers who do not, uh, who are not witches and, and, and we know some yeah. of them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Hey, if you're listening, maybe you want to come on the podcast. Woo. Well cool. Woo. Let's bypass that library and uh, go straight out to the bonfire. Go so straight in.
1: So here we are at the bonfire, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's toasty. It's crackly. I'm actually really vibing on the weather today. Um, I opened the window when I practiced yoga this morning because the wind was like roaring and the rain was pouring down and it just sounded so nice. It's wild out there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like the trees are sort of like Mm. swooshing and the crows are flying around out on the power lines out there and the rain is just pounding and it's like, I love this weather especially since I don't have to be anywhere today and I can just enjoy it from inside (laughs) with my warm cup of tea. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Witchy Wife on Instagram had a hailstorm yesterday or the day before. Uh, Sometime the last week of March, there was a hailstorm where she is and she showed collecting some of the hail after the hailstorm, just wild,
1: wild weather.
0: So, yeah, but we're here to talk about. And, uh... We're going to talk about uh, two cards, the Fool and the Magician. and
1: One and two, respectively. No, zero and one, respectively. Sorry, excuse okay. me. <laughs> and uh, Corey's going to take the Fool and, and I'm going to take the Magician
0: just because I don't know why we decided that. We just did.
1: We were we talked yeah. about it and we were like, well, which one do you want to do? And then we thought about it and it just goes... I really like to do the magician, please. And I was like, you got yeah. it. So that's how we do it And here. I'll, I'll talk to you why, about
0: why I think I was drawn to that right now because I'm so often drawn to the fool because I feel like the fool like every single day of my life, actually. Um, we can talk about why after. And the fool is not a negative connotation. Like, oh, you're so silly, oh, stupid. No. Uh, so I'll talk about that after you talk about it. So Corey, tell us a little bit about the fool and your interpretation of
1: the fool. I love the fool. The fool is one of my fave cards. In my experience, talking to other people who practice, it's also one of their favorite cards mm. um, because it's just this incredible moment of potential. I like to think of the Fool card as the moment right before an exhale. So like you sort of breathe in and you're like, <gasps> and then anything can happen, right? That was a really deep inhale and now I feel kind of light <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come back to us, Corey. Come um, back. I'm,
1: so, I'm just so jazzed on this topic. But I love The Fool because it is a moment of potential. And what's really beautiful about that is it could lead to something amazing. If you've got sort of like your energy in the right place and your your intention in the right place and your ducks sort of in a row. But it also could lead to chaos or disaster if you leap when you're not necessarily ready or you haven't like looked where your foot's gonna land a lot of people use reversals when they read tarot i am not one of those people uh which I, is perfectly I valid by the way everyone yeah. Yeah. yeah like do you however like you feel the cards like speak to you um i don't enjoy reversals uh because i don't know i just i don't they don't speak to me and my cards i also the way that i shuffle them they never get turned upside down So they're right side up all the time. I love the fool because no matter where you put it, it holds so much. So say you're doing a, I don't know, past, present, future spread. If the fool shows up in the future spot, that could mean there's a new beginning coming your way. Right. That could mean that that like a new prospect or opportunity or or relationship or or anything could be coming at you in the future. And so to be on the lookout for for new experiences, new opportunities, if it is in the present spot, it could mean this is that moment leap go it, do it and and sort of tap into that unbridled enthusiasm right now like look at this moment with the eyes of a child of of somebody completely new who's never been hurt or or wronged or or damaged in any way like now is the moment to tap into that part of you because it will serve you to do so Right. And of course, alternatively, if you're, if you are into reversals and it pulls up uh, in a reverse, you could look at that and say, now is the time to not leap. Like you do not have your footing. Like, don't, like, don't. Yeah, I love that interpretation. Like, be calm. Yeah. So that's, that's what's so beautiful about the the full card is that depending on how, how you read it, it, c- it can mean like embrace stillness or it can mean like the starting gun has gone off and it is time to go. If it came into the past spot, for example, it could be anything like, like you are now reaping what happened because you leapt Mm -hmm. then, right? Mm -hmm. It it could be like if you asked a question and it was in the past spot and you were asking, like, why has this happened? What, like, what is going on? Like, and if it pops up in the past, it could be like, it's because you leapt and this is the result of that. Congratulations. (laughs) I have. Yeah, congrats, <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> Ooh. The card is often depicted as a youth, uh, and that youth is usually turning their face up to the sun, and they're sort of mid-step, often on the edge of a cliff. Uh, often there is a like a dog or an animal, uh, sort of nipping at their heels, and. I love it because if you're in a certain kind of mood, you might look at it and think, this person is distracted. This person is distracted and they are going to fall. But if you're in another kind of mood, you could look at this card and say, this person is wide-eyed and looking out and up and they are going to fly. Mm -hmm. The Fool card is such a cool card. Um... It. I just. Any time I pull it, I. On one hand, I'm like score. And on the other hand, I'm like oh oh, because leaping is very scary sometimes. It's terrifying. Um. Especially if you don't know what's at the bottom. You know. <laughs> it's
0: a. It's just a huge risk. And it's a we very did big a risk. post
1: on Instagram earlier this week
0: in leading up for this. You know. It. It is. It's a. There's a great view from up there, but. You have to get down onto the path in order to make the discoveries and to, you know, make the journey.
1: So. Yeah. And what I love about this card, too, is I'm sure that it has like an elemental correspondence, but I always think of fire and wind when I think of this card, because there's the passion and the enthusiasm and there's the like, there's like the the lift, you know what I mean? Like, there's this sort of buoyancy to this card, which I guess could also include water in that, like, this passionate, like, emotional card. But I feel this sort of, when I look at the Fool card, particularly the one that has a human figure on it, I see them stepping off of this edge and the wind supporting them and lifting them another step up. Like, that's how I often see that card. So I think of wind and I think of of fire when I think of this card. Uh, It... It's such a great card, everybody. And like, I don't want, I don't, I, my biggest fear is that people will pull it and they'll write it off when there's just so much to explore in it. Like there's so many options and it applies to so many situations and it can be a scary card and it can be an exhilarating card and it can be, it can be a push, you know, it can either be a push or it can be a jump. And sometimes they're both scary.
0: <laughs> yeah. It can be a push or a jump because if you don't make the decision, something or someone will make the decision for you.
1: Yeah. And wouldn't you rather be in charge of your own decisions?
0: That's how I look at it. Yeah. Uh, you, you do. You do want to be in charge of it. But, but it's hard. Uh, the post was about, you know, sometimes the actual choice is the obstacle. And that's what trips you up. It it, it comes to, it, it it's not just a you know what I'll save this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about this after I talk about the magician. But just real quick, back to the element for just a moment. So according to um, Mary Greer and a couple of other people, uh, the fool card is air, and and you had said. That you felt it was... Fire and air. Fire and air. And what I want to say about that is that you also have to go with your gut on this. So Corey's gut is fire as well. So that is what it's going to mean for her and what it's going to mean and and temper her readings when she's doing readings for other people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because, in my opinion, a lot of tarot is uh, being guided, spirit Mm -hmm. guide or um, inner voice guide, however you choose to look at that and so I think trusting that is really important yeah hard yeah Yeah. it is hard
1: it's hard because especially when you're starting I remember this incredibly overwhelming feeling when I first started looking at tarot and how to read it and like practicing that it's overwhelming there's so many cards and they all mean something different Mm -hmm. and it's like learning another language it is and that's why, like, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade to people who use those <laughs> booklets. Like, it is so helpful. Oh, because... yeah. I think
0: I think you can't ignore it. I mean, definitely yeah. don't ignore the little white book. No, 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 no. Do not. I mean, but you also... There's a... Um, Your intuition, you start to build intuitive reading off of a foundation of research, which I know you're probably all sick of hearing.
1: (laughs) Do your homework. But that's that's what I totally mean, though, is like if I hadn't had that foundation to pull from... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had anything to check my intuition against. Yeah, exactly. And it's super important to be doing those alignment checks to be like, well, I don't agree with that. And that's okay because this is how I'm going to read this card. Yeah, this is how this card speaks to me. This is like there's something telling me this is what this card means. And don't ignore that feeling. If what you feel when you look at a card doesn't really match what the booklet says, then it doesn't match. And that's okay because you are not the same person who made that deck.
0: There's some really good fool work there going on.
1: You're welcome. Thanks. There's also, there's a lot of of schools of thought that say that the fool is, like, you are the fool always going on this journey through the cards. So, like, if you look at the major arcana in sequence, the fool goes on that journey and meets all those people. And when you come out at the end, you're the world. Right? So.
0: And that can be different. I mean, you can start at the beginning of a project. You're the fool. You know, at the beginning of a different project in a relationship and all that. You're going through the journey. But
1: sometimes you're the fool who's already met the magician, who's Mm -hmm. already met the empress, who's already met the hierophant. And you are now like towards the end of that journey. And so you're a different fool than you were at the beginning. Because I'm a very different fool now than I was when I was listening to Evanescence when I was 17. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I am as well. I'm a different fool than I was then. It is true. It is Thank true. Thank goodness. Do you have anything else you want to add to I don't. I've right exhausted now? myself on that. Okay,
0: <laughs> it's your turn. Well, I'm sure we'll come back around. So I'm going to hop into the magician, but I'm, I'm going to leap off that precipice of the fool that the fool is standing on to leap into the journey and talk to the, about the magician. Uh, for one thing, precipice is, I think, probably my favorite word in the entire world,
1: maybe. It's got a lot of good
0: plosives mm-hmm. in it.
1: Precipice. Yeah, I love it. It's a good word.
0: Yeah, th- I have a couple, but that is that was my top and only for a long time I've added two or three more. It-, it is true, it's really hard and the to make that leap sometimes. And the very first person, if you're going on the journey that the fool meets, is the magician. And I want to say a couple things about the magician before I get into the fun of the magician. I am a healer and I deliver healing in a couple of different modalities. I do Reiki, I do massage, I do other energy work that I have actually done my entire life before I could name what it was. I do healing work that I have learned by working with a Shaw woman. And in that realm, some of those can fall into the new age perspective and the Louise Hayes perspective, which is, if you don't know who she is, she wrote this little blue book that talks about all these things you can do and focus on in your mind, in your positive thoughts to heal yourself. So theoretically, you would never be sick if you're completely aligned. And that leads to a bunch of blame and judgment and doesn't take into account the real world that we live in. And I'm not saying Louise Hayes did that, but oh my goodness, that is how her work was interpreted. And it allows a lot of new age people to put out those memes. Are you really sick or are you just not working on your manifestation? Do you have something blocked? And In my opinion, that's a bunch of bullshit, and we could talk about that for days and days, but that often, that idea sometimes gets applied to the magician. That is not what the magician is saying when we say, or rather when the magician card says, you have everything you need. So please don't let that be a trigger. This might just be talking about this project. And this project might be putting away your files within the next two hours. I mean, it could be something that inane. It is not saying that you should ignore obstacles that you're going to have to overcome in the world, in the structure that you happen to live in, in the body that you've been given as far as disability or race or sexual identity. So with that said. We're gonna talk about how much the magician is a yes card, a go for it card, that when you get this card, it is telling you yes and it's time to go and it is time to take action. And if it doesn't work out, then you go back to the drawing board and look at all of the factors that played into that final result.
1: Well, here's what I think, here's what I'm understanding from you is that the magician does not exist in a vacuum.
0: Exactly. So take this card for where you are in the world, suspend judgment, get rid of shame, and talk about what a great card this is to get in a read. I've read tarot since before I realized I was a witch. I think I started reading tarot in like 1995. And then I went to massage school. And when I practiced massage, I had a tarot deck in my massage studio. One time somebody asked if I read and would I read, and so I started offering that as a a service in conjunction with my massage practice. In prepping for this, I really wanted to re-examine it. It made me delve back into some original thoughts about the magician. Oh, actually, I don't think I said this. The magician is the first person that the fool meets on their journey. So basically, they're meeting a guide, somebody who's been there before and knows the way out. But also, the magician is really invested in you learning and you coming into your own power and really pushing you to do that. So anyway, I sat down with some of my favorite decks to do some meditation. I will post pictures of these cards on Instagram so you can follow along if you want to. And I want to use these cards to talk about the symbols of what the magician means and why those particular symbols are there and what they are saying and how we get to the conclusion that the magician is sending this message. I, of course, used the Crow Deck Tarot because I'm madly in love with it. Uh, The Modern Witch Tarot. Actually, I'm in love with all of these decks. The Light Seers Tarot and my newest deck that I'm using on a regular basis, the Sacred Bees Journey Tarot. But one of the things about the magician is the magician has a connection with the universe or the up above and also is physically grounded. So part of the message when you get this card is that you are connected to a higher power and you can use that energy or the energy of the universe if you don't believe in a higher power here on this plane on Earth. And in the modern witch tarot, which is based on the original Wait Smith deck. It is incredibly traditional with the wand up in the air and the finger pointing down and the infinity sign over her head, the red, all of the elements are there, the wands, the pentacles, the swords, the cups. That is true of the crow tarot. It's also true, well, I don't think, I'm i am looking at them right now. Uh, the infinity sign is not over the crow's head. I think these two little roses, if you go look at them, kind of make the infinity sign, but all the colors are there and all the elements are there. So this is a strong message of infinite possibility. You have everything available to you and infinity. You have infinity. And the Sacred Bee Tarot her hands are lifted up into the air and the crow tarot is holding onto the wand and its wings are up pointing toward the air, but it is still grounded. The magician in the light seer's tarot, they actually have their hand pointed towards, both of their hands pointed towards the ground. But one of their hands has all this light coming out of it and all this energy coming out of it. And you can imagine that the back of the hand is what is pointed up towards the universe, up towards the sky and the energy that's out there in the world, because then you see it coming out. It goes into this swirl of what looks like the bottom of an infinity sign and comes back into the other hand. They're all saying basically the same thing, but with a slightly different and specific take on it through the eyes of the artist. And although I love absolutely every single one of these cards and this deck, I think the last one, the Lightseer's shows a really clear picture of physical manifestation and boils it down to the essence of the card without a lot of other stuff around it. The magician is channeling the energy of the universe and mixing it with the material of this world. If you listen to the podcast when we were talking about the psi, that energy that is all around us that we can reach out and grab, That is what the magician is drawing down and teaching us how to utilize and transform and create with energy on this plane. I am lucky enough to have a Shaw woman who has been my guide and my teacher, and that is part of what she is teaching me. In essence, what she's taught me is what the magician is trying to teach us by telling that we have the power to reach out and grab that energy that the universe is offering to us and experience it as spiritual beings having a human experience. And part of the problem for humans is that we want to hang on to it, especially when it's good. You ever heard that phrase, if I could just bottle this up and sell it, if I could just bottle this up and hang on to it for forever, which then takes me to Stephen Sondheim, If life were only moments, then you'd never know you had one.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: right? And we have to learn how to let it flow through us. And that's part of what the magician card is teaching the fool when the fool comes along the pathway and runs into the magician. I also think that the magician is asking for creativity and letting yourself be open to your intuition. You have the power of creation. The magician also is asking for immediate action. You're on your first step of your journey and they're telling you, you have all the elements, you have all the tools, you might not know how to use them yet, that's what the journey's for. But you need to take immediate action, you need to go. And now that you've visited with me and it's a really positive, It's yeah, I'm gonna say it, it's a really positive card to pull. It is a it is a fun card to get. I do read reversals, but I also think you can tell by the position of the cards whether you need to be talking about the reversals of the card. Right. Sometimes I feel like reversals are redundant because you as a reader are going to know. Like we were saying, the the cards talk to each other the cards go together. They inform each other. And lastly, I just want to say that just because you get this awesome card, it doesn't mean you won't face struggle or that it's going to be easy from here on out. You might have to work for it, but you've got the power and you've got the strength. So go for it. I am forgetting something that I really wanted to say, but hopefully I will remember it as we continue to talk.
1: My favorite uh, magician card that we posted uh, actually doesn't have a person; it just has the elements on it, and I Which I sort one of is love that? that. The one I sent you from the Night Vale deck? Oh my gosh! Have you all looked yeah. at the Night Vale deck? Yeah, there are two. Uh, the one that I am talking about is, I think, the the black one. There is a black one and a white one, and they're both amazing.
0: And did you um, send me the black one? I did. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that one's a little bit more abstract, but uh, I love those decks. But Uh, I don't know why, but when you were talking about uh, this card, I've, I sort of like, I've been playing a lot of D&D recently. I'm in two campaigns and uh, I was, I've been thinking about now these cards as like a video game, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a quest. So the full card is like your character creator, right? Unlimited choices to pick the person you are. Okay. The magician card is like the uh, tutorial, like the cutscene at the beginning. Like, here are all of your tools.
0: Yes. And I remembered what I wanted to say about it.
1: Oh, good. Did I help? I hope I triggered that. You did. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You absolutely
0: did. It reminds me of the Outpost stop that you make when you're playing ring fit and you get all suited up before you go out to fight the monster or you get to come and get new stuff before you fight the monster thank you Corey, for letting me say that uh now please continue on with your dungeons and dragons metaphor and what you were saying and thanks for letting me interrupt
1: but yeah, it just, it sort of feels like a, if it, if it helps you to think of, of the cards, especially if you're just learning them or beginning to sort of mem- memember, memember. Memember, it's a new word. If you're, if you're trying to memorize what they mean, uh, then it might help to think of them like as a game or as a story. So you Well, you've created... and it started as a game. Yeah. So that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. You've created your character and now you've got your tutorial and then the next thing you move on to will be the next thing that, you know, we talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. A later. <laughs> um, but That just had me thinking about, had me thinking about that. It gave me I sort of that. a, like, uh, first level of Zelda, old man in the cave, like, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this kind of move. I keep
0: being told I need to go back and play Zelda, even though I know it's really old now.
1: Oh, God, it's the classic. It's yeah. like one of the best games ever.
0: Yeah. I think it's I also to... I
1: think I think it's also the first game of its kind to be as complicated as it is, yeah,
0: I think one of our listeners Jody listen or plays that game quite a bit was I going into that.
1: love Zelda. I had mm-hmm. a hard time with the newest one though because open world games really stress me out and this one is pretty open um that's not relevant at all to what we're talking about, but uh, yes it is for those game of you game. Yeah. for those of you that care I have a hard time with open world games uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I love The Magician. I love The Magician because there's something beautiful about The Magician, especially when it follows immediately on the heels of the fool. Oh, totally. Because it's it's showing you these are the tools. Now build your world. Mm-hmm. You know, build yourself and your world in the way that is best for you. The way and, that is best for the world.
0: Yeah. And if you're learning the tarot or tarot, I've heard a lot of people recently it's, pronounce it's it like, like that. It's like
1: waiting for Godot or waiting know, for Godot.
0: Right. Well, there we go. I'm waiting for tarot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then if you're learning the journey, isn't that perfect? It's perfect. Yeah. It, it, that, that, because you need your tools to move forward and through. And so learning the learning the story of this really helps I think when you get a reading
1: Definitely. to figure
0: out oh where am I in this particular question that I asked what's mm-hmm. going on in my life and it might be all over the place major arcana and, and then uh, or arcana again how we pronounce it potato potato <laughs> and uh, uh, or it may be the swords or it may be you know they're all yeah. over the place but at least you have some tether That's my second favorite word, everyone. That's Uh, very good. To where you are in the story and what's going on and what might be around you. Because the other thing, too, unless you're doing a single card poll, you really need to pay attention to all of the cards around you so that that story is really present and the whole message is there.
1: I think that what's really important about The Magician and all the cards is that you can't just look at them in a vacuum in isolation. They are a part of the entire deck. They are a part of the entire reading. Just like we are a part of the entire world. And to isolate them and just read them literally, you know, does yourself and the reading a disservice, I think. To isolate a card without its context yeah, um, is, I think harmful to the reading. That's just like isolating a person without their context, isolating an illness without its context. Isolating anything without the context it exists in is harmful because it igno- it inevitably will ignore important factors. And I recognize the inherent uh, as a person who has worked in the quote-unquote wellness industry. I recognize the inherent garbage that is, you have everything you need. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like, get out yeah. of my face with that. It what, what this means is not you have materially everything that you need. It doesn't even necessarily no. mean you have emotionally everything that you need right now. Most what of it us means, don't have
0: everything emotionally that we need. Yeah.
1: What it means is you have within you the power and potential to cultivate all that you need. And that doesn't mean your life is going to be rosy. And if it's not, it's your fault somehow. Yeah. There is something really gross and ableist about taking the phrase, to me anyway, about taking the phrase, you have everything you need, literally. Yeah. There's there's something about that that really rubs me wrong because what happens then is you think to yourself maybe as you're meditating or practicing yoga or doing a spell and you have that feeling that's like, oh, God, what if I, I don't feel like I have everything that I need? What is wrong with me?
0: Yeah, and that's what I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. when, when talking about how when you run into those types of healers, uh, just run.
1: Yeah. Just don't offer don't offer the most vulnerable piece of you to someone who's gonna make you feel like it's your fault. And and
0: I think what's hard about that, and because I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep banging this um, bang that drum. I'm gonna keep banging the drum, is that you still have to hear the words you have everything you need. Yes. And and that is it's this weird disconnect, it's this weird cognitive dissonance. It's taken me years of working with my Shaw Woman to even begin to grasp the understanding. And I will not say I completely grok it yet, but I'm getting there. Part of the journey is learning how to access all of that.
1: And recognizing that there are factors in the world that are going to try to stop you. Yeah. From accessing that, yeah. because and stop sometimes, you from healing, yeah. stop
0: you from getting what you want, and um, stop you from getting what's rightfully yours, uh, what everyone deserves.
1: You know, because yeah. we, sometimes, sometimes you can't access those things yeah. because of socioeconomic reasons, because Mitch McConnell. of McConnell health. <laughs> All right, because you know. of health yeah. reasons, because of because of a certain political party trying literally to kill everyone, Governor Kemp. Ugh, gross but like there are there are things in this world like if you for example are in a constant state of crisis you are going to be in survival mode constantly what that does is cuts you off from the ability to tap into thriving right to to tap into the things that bring you joy because you're literally constantly focused on staying alive so, now that doesn't mean that you don't have within you what you need to thrive and feel joy. What it means right now is you just don't have access to it, and that's not your fault.
0: Yeah, another thing that my wonderful Shaw woman and friend has taught me is even in the absolute worst of times and fear and and I am talking the worst, everything mm-hmm. that um POC people and black people and Native Americans and
1: I know I'm forgetting the AAPI community.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And LGBTQ and the trans community now that's going on. Still, even with that, and again, without shame or judgment, somewhere inside you is the essence of joy and they can't take that away from you. Right. Not ever
1: I think that pulling the card, like, that pulling yeah. that magic, that magic magician card, especially when you're feeling like you're in a place of darkness and, like, being crushed, like, that magician card could be a reminder to you that, like, that spark of joy lives within you and it isn't gone. Yeah, It's just harder to get to right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the Fool card because I had... Um, Corey had weighed in on the magician and i I'd wanted to wait till we were through with the magician to weigh in on the fool card weigh in weigh in I'm gonna weigh I'm weighing. in the one thing <laughs> they're like I said they're on the precipice and I absolutely love that uh, so I feel like the fool every single day of my life <laughs> i have here's here's the drawback of the fool if the fool card if you if you find yourself getting it a lot are you starting things a lot not finishing them
1: um <clears throat> rude Uh, i did not come here to be roasted (laughs) i did not come here to be roasted (laughs) i'm well then
0: i'm roasting myself right along with you Corey, because (laughs) i cannot tell you how many well i probably could how many journals i have of oh i want to do this and then this and then that or uh, my wife will look around the house and go yeah i remember when you were into that Um, (laughs) yeah really are you gonna do that again um I pick them all back up eventually, but uh, and I also think it's a Sagittarian trait, which I am of. You know, like, oh, I'm so excited. Let's get things started. My and friend, then I should just delegate, but yeah,
1: my best friend calls it obsessed up front. Yes, um, it's just it's it. Mm, yeah, I do the yeah. same thing. Obsessed I do the same up thing. front, probably for ADHD reasons, but yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because I cause I, that, huh? I have a tendency to get super hyper fixated on a thing, and um, the second I either am not good at it or I get bored because I am good at it, I move on to the next thing.
0: Which again might be about the magician card of letting things flow through you.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a real positive diplomatic way to look at that. Well, you know i I want to I want to <laughs> provide that for everybody like Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> Woof. Well,
0: I really love being able to identify with that that brightness and that newness uh, because I'm older. Once we stop changing, once we stop learning, we die. Yeah. You know, it's really awful. And I think that's been really hard for a lot of people in quarantine. You know, they've had a hard time being stimulated. And other people in quarantine are like, oh, yeah, I've got time to do this, this, and this a lot of them are having the fool's experience and the fool's journey right in their own homes over and over again for the last year.
1: Well, I mean, we saw it, we saw it happen. Like everyone started making bread. (laughs) Everyone started making (laughs) Dalgona coffee. Everyone started like everyone started these new things. Everyone started a fricking fitness journey. Everyone started a meal prepping journey. Everyone started like learning a language and it's because it's because stagnation is death yeah yeah it is (laughs) and not in the fun death card way of death but like stagnation is the end (laughs) like it's the end (laughs) once we
0: stop changing yep yeah
1: well that's the fool for
0: me and the magician for moi anything else you want to add
1: uh I'm just really excited to work our way through the major arcana I am too I don't know. I don't pull major arcana cards a lot. I I, wow. I have a tendency to pull a lot of pips just constantly. And lately, it's been a lot of, like, the seven of swords. Oh, and, like, hello, seven f- of swords. What The f- five the f- of coins. <laughs> and I'm like, can we stop, please? I got the queen of cups a few times recently, and I was like, okay, okay, all right, all right. I recognize that. Thank you. But, like... <laughs>
0: I don't know what is going on in my life. I'm pulling a lot of Royals, a lot of Pages and Aces, and a lot of Major Arcana.
1: See, I never really pulled Major Arcana. My favorite... I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, Real please. short. Story short time. One. Real short one. One of my favorite cards is the moon. Me too. I love that card because it's a great reminder to like look on both sides of a situation, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have never... <laughs> ever ever in a reading for myself pulled the moon card (gasps) ever oh my gosh yep i have pulled it for others but i've never pulled it for myself wow and i don't know what that means (laughs) but frankly i think it's rude
0: Rude. rude. Moon card. Where are you? Where
1: are you, bud? Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Mm. I look forward to when we get to that pair. I would like the moon card, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Well, are you ready to send some sparks up? I am so ready to
0: send up some sparks. So I have two sparks today. I am ready. Okay. Here we go my first spark is on tiktok and i don't know his name so i'm going to spell his handle it's at m as in mary n as in nancy d as in dog i a y e underscore 97 it has nothing to do with being a witch you all it is just it's he's just most, pure
1: serotonin it is
0: so serotonin. He is so funny talking about animal groups that make me believe there's good in the world and other things. I mean it's He's
1: so funny. He is so funny. And it it's, is. It is pure serotonin. That is it dopamine hits y'all and we need I, that. I gotta say it's really funny, Detta, because I've been on TikTok since last March. So a year now. And like watching you discover all the pages that I already really like, I'm like, this is fun. This is fun for me. A lot of them I
0: discover because Corey will go. (laughs) I'll wake up and there'll be 37 hits in my inbox. (laughs)
1: And
0: she'll go, I want to apologize, but not really. And I'm like, I'm not going to
1: apologize for that.
0: I'm freaking loving every. You're welcome
1: for your personal little for you page.
0: That is it. You know, you yeah. should hire yourself out for that because they're really good, y'all. <laughs> they're really good. And I've had so much fun. And then, of course, it takes me down another rabbit hole. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even want to tell you what my screen time said I did last week. It, it was
1: embarrassing. TikTok is dangerous because everything is a minute. And so you're like, oh, I've only been on here for a minute. But you've watched yeah. 45 videos and you're like, <laughs>
0: I was telling Corey, my wife and I went down this particular TikTok guy's uh, page. We spent like 45 minutes. It was. It was about 45 minutes to an hour just watching his stuff. And di- and some of them, she's like, I have to watch that again. Go watch it again. So then you're not just watching it once. You're watching like three or four times. Five minutes has passed. And yep. Anyway, he's amazing. His uh his message about these beautiful animals is amazing. So now I'll give you a witchy uh, spark. And I'm I'm going to do Rachel Pollock, and I will link a couple of other books in in our show notes that if you want to investigate uh, Tarot or Tarot, and I'm going to tell you right now what they are, but Rachel's, Rachel's my huge shout out. She was one of my first books on how to learn how to read, and I just absolutely adore her and her message and the way she talks. But I also, as you already know, uh, Teresa Reed has a book called Uh, Tarot No Questions Asked, and Tarot for Troubled Times. I just got Tarot for Troubled Times. I haven't read it yet, but I'm sure it's awesome. And then uh, Mary Greer's 21 Ways to Read Tarot is also wonderful. I have 5 million other tarot books that I don't like nearly as much as all the ones I just mentioned. But then I have to tell you, if you can get your hands on it, the Crow Tarot, MJ's, I know we just talked to her and we already shouted her out and all of her stuff. I just want to remind you that if you're just learning tarot, these are some really great reference points so that you can start to learn what the symbols mean. And I love that about um Margot's MJ's uh, book is that she talks you through what every single one of her symbols means and what the colors mean and as it's just wonderful and then you can uh, let that all go and put that in the back of your head and meditate and start to intuit but based in a couple of different foundations
1: so You, you know those posters that she sent us Yes. I framed the Bond one and the Community one, and I showed them to my husband, and he was like, those are neat. And I was like, aren't they neat? I was kind of worried I would have to, like, hang them in the office or something, because... He's not a witch, but I am. And uh, he was like, these are great. Where are you going to hang them? And I was like, yes.
0: Yeah. It was so (laughs) sweet of her. Yeah. We're framing ours as well, probably sometime in April. And we're replacing a couple of pictures in our house with them. And it was so so sweet of her. And (laughs) I like buy everything of hers that comes.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited. I ordered that Urban Crow Oracle deck. Like, ooh, it'll be my very first Oracle deck.
0: Corey, it was my very first Oracle deck.
1: I'm very excited about it.
0: Yeah, and um, it wasn't very long ago, and now I might have several more. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was, I did a TikTok recently for the Bonfire Babble. Oh, by the way, yeah, TikTok, TikTok at that. Bonfire Babble. That's us now. Um, I did a, a TikTok recently that was like a tour of my magical space, and I was like recording it and editing it, and I was like, oh, Corey, that's a lot of tarot decks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah my wife actually asked me the other day she goes um are you ever gonna
1: stop buying tarot decks and I just
0: looked at her and she went okay got my answer
1: (laughs) it's never gonna happen sorry
0: (laughs) and now add oracle to that I actually just backed Jamie Sawyer 336 she made a new tarot deck it was funded within 90 minutes it was I know I know and then amazing Yeah, a couple other tarot decks I've funded. Anyway, what is your spark this week? Or sparks?
1: I got excited just chatting with you. I forgot we were doing sparks for a second. (laughs) Me too. Uh, My spark is a shop. It is a shop that I have physically been to twice now. And it is good that I have to walk up a literal mountain to get to it because I would be there every day otherwise. It is a shop here in West Seattle called Flirt Collective. And it's spelled F-L-E-U-R-T, like fleur, like the French word for flower. Uh, but flirt, which I think is fun. And they have an online shop as well. And I will link their Instagram when we post uh, about this episode. And it is like, it's like a coral pink, white, green sand aesthetic. It's very, um, it's, it's very Instagram. However, mm. hmm. I got some beautiful planters. I got a bundle. Oh. I got this bundle of incense and it came with it came with a bar of soap that I use every day. It makes my shower feel like a ritual. It's amazing. She'll have to put those out on Instagram. It's just this amazing shop and they sell plants, which is dangerous, and they sell <laughs> <laughs> they sell um, clothes, and they sell um, incense and candles, and 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 it's just this really sweet, nice shop, and they ship. They don't ship uh, their plants, but they ship yeah. everything else, and if you live in the West Seattle area, they'll just deliver it to your house, which is no, nice. No, they won't. Why they will. you say that? They will. Sorry. <laughs> super sorry i had to be the one to tell you that but uh it's it's just this amazing shop and i want to shout them out cuz they're great if you do shop there uh they have this thing where you can like post your stuff that you got uh like if you're wearing it or you made a planter or, or like whatever uh you can post it and tag them and you can be entered to win a gift card so that's a cool thing that they do well
0: everybody thanks for joining us today and, yes. This uh, was a
1: fun this was a fun time today. Yeah.
0: And for all of those who have been reviewing us anonymously or publicly. Thank you, reviewers. We really yes, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. We had some more uh, this week. I also want to let you know that we are going to be updating our website. Right now, all we've got there are our episodes and it's not really a website. It was a it was a <laughs> It was an idea, you know, that we weren't sure this was going to take off. And yeah. and we were just focusing on the podcast. And now we're focusing on a lot of things that we want to make available. And we will on our website. So we'll update that. And I'm going to start a blog because I'm on our website uh, specifically. I am I would love to say, oh, it's just going to be about herbs or whatever like that. But it'll probably be my current obsession. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, uh, uh, I I got to see
1: I got to see boxes and boxes of cute little supplies that Deda I recently got. So, she's got some stuff uh, a cooking. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited.
0: It's because of my chestnut herbal school certificate that I am earning.
1: I'm very grateful to be uh, her friend in this oh, yeah. because it means I get stuff.
0: <laughs> I yes, get you some,
1: will. I get free experiments,
0: some salves, some tinctures. It is going to be fun. It's, it's going to so. be good.
1: Well, everybody. Until next time, be well, harm none, and don't forget, you are magic.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast.
1: And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes.
0: You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at Bonfire Babble Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out.
1: You can catch us on Twitter at Bonfire Babble or on Facebook at Bonfire Babble Podcast or on Instagram
0: at Bonfire Babble Podcast, which is where we spend most of our time.
1: Yes. We are also, hooray, on TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also
0: start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com.
1: You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116.
0: We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle.
1: The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe.